0: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I am your host, Mike Fowler, a.k.a. Cousin Cecil. How are you? How was your week? Did you get a Steam Deck pre-ordered? Did you get through? Did you have trouble like the rest of the society I heard? I'm just kidding. I digress. I mean... Uh, that that's definitely a topic of the show this week is the Steam Deck, but uh, but yeah, uh, been an alright week. Still working. Uh, getting into the feel of getting back into a job, and well, you know of uh, staying a, a good mental state about it because it's a whole nother issue with me. And I'm going to talk real slow at the, right now because I just realized my microphone's a little bit low, so hopefully I don't <laughs> burst your eardrums when I start talking now. But, but yeah, uh, it's been a good week. Still, like I said, still coping with the new job and just trying to figure out uh, scheduling and all that stuff because, like, I ain't going to lie, having, like, now me having a tighter ship of my schedule, about like even trying to get like a comic book creators. This the show was going to still be a, a, a flaming trash heap. That kind of funny says going down the highway. That I just do this on Sunday nights before Monday because of Quincy. I at least have Sundays off, but I am nervous on. Wanting to do more with like the comic creators and like and all this stuff because I work uh quote unquote nights like you know start I start at three and get out at night but we'll see how it goes and I was I'm hoping to keep the ship going maybe uh hopefully we can get people to come record on Wednesdays and you know what I mean uh might might work out but but yeah uh. When we get into it more, simply of what I've been playing, and honestly, not too much besides. uh I did play a little bit of the PS Plus version of a Plague's Tale: Innocence, the PS5 version, just to check it out because obviously, as you know, I think we've even talked about on this show. <laughs> it's been you know it's been to this is episode fifty one. And that, and then we we missed one week. So this has been a whole year of the Cousin Cecil show. And, you know, I have a small listener group as just judging by the numbers. And obviously, you want to just thank you guys and gals. There is gals that listen and, like, you know, tune in. It means a lot to me. But yeah, it's been a whole year. I can't believe it. But, uh, but yeah, more to I digress. A Plague's Tale. It looks really good. Again, we are this is me playing the PS4 before platinuming it. And I can already see how much of a difference it is because of like uh on the PS4 they didn't have all enough graphical like even for her uh forehead with her hair it used to be like just pixelated little lines on the ps4 the ps5 obviously i get a nice crisp uh character model the the frame rate is awesome uh kind of leave it on that note because it's is a little bit and i'm also i'm in a pickle because it's one of those like i had the disc beat it traded it back and then they put an update out so that uh you can then uh carry your save over to a PS5 way later on an update like a more recent update, like probably the week that it came out on PS5. So I want to play it again, but also I like the idea of just being able to bring my save over and auto popping the platinum. I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm down that I'm I'm about that life. But yeah uh what else uh i also just because of honestly and about the show i don't think it's gonna be that crazy of a show we're gonna talk about besides uh i do though want to talk about what i've been reading which is obviously now become a more normal thing on the show but uh this week won't be having no uh we'll say quote-unquote like real reviews because honestly i just don't want to I don't want to fuck up the reviews because I had a busy week. I want to give them my own attention. I want to make sure that I'm not kind of like, uh, I'm giving them their real thoughts. I don't want to just kind of sell the, read it quick and then like say, oh, it's just a 3.5. I want to give it its fair on a review, but I do have a little handful for next time, next week. I just haven't had time to, but back to the idea that what I've been reading, I have been fortunate enough to get into uh, kind of my backlog of actual buying comics, uh, DC's Infinite Frontier. And that by far is uh, more surprising that I'm getting intrigued on it than I was, because that's obviously we've already discussed uh, the DC's comic spectrum, Death Metal created a omniverse and opened the multiverse of it into the idea that they know each other. And I'll dig I'll deep I'm not gonna go that deep into it, but obviously there will be uh how would I word it? When I say spoilers, it's like the idea that it's like information that you would assume would have happened. I'm not gonna tell you like the plot and all that shit besides like maybe a team but uh the idea of I'm really impressed on is uh the little 6 issue run that they're doing of Infinite Frontier and then so the first issue involves uh there is a new multiverse team that is is like kind of put monitoring the whole multiverse because of, of like a Justice League and I think they're called the Justice Incarnate, and the team consists of uh, Superman from plant, uh, from Earth twenty three, and on Earth twenty three is basically is basically uh, Black Superman who's the president of the United States. So it's like Barack. He literally looks like Barack Obama, but as Superman. Uh, then they also like you know they have like a Mary Shazam. So basically like a one of. Suzanne's sisters would be from our earth is the main Suzanne from her earth aqua woman uh, this robot I can't remember where she, they're from and I want to say Alan Scott the green Lantern is part of that team but um, but so the death metal back to that has basically opened up the doors so they're the multiverse is known they know about each other they share thoughts they even now even have like uh the the hall of justice is both all have like a phone that can connect to all the earths blah 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 but the the issue what gets me intrigued is is uh the doe is obviously still scared of why the multiverse is now open how do we know all about this all of our information or not information but their all their history is in their thoughts because of how uh this last crisis death metal which is not a true crisis um uh, just open the door so that dc characters can remember their full history they don't have they don't they don't forget about like when they uh they've been uh revamped or like how new 52 gave them brand new quote unquote origins and stuff they have all those thoughts collected and all that stuff all the characters do and like This goes into even like um, one of the main characters that the Infinite Frontier storyline book is kind of focusing on is Roy Harper. Roy Harper is Red Arrow or Speedy. Basically, he's basically Green Arrow's um, sidekick from back in the day. And (laughs) they're doing a very ingenious thing with uh, Roy in my eyes. Roy Harper has had definitely a bumpy road of history in his life where he, like, he's been a heroin addict. He uh He's died maybe once, maybe twice. He obviously has children, but, like, he has definitely been a um, redhead stepchild in stories and stuff going on in D.C. And I think it's really cool is Infinite Frontier also opens the door. There are black lanterns again in the, in the universe, because black lanterns haven't been in since Brightest Day, which was before New 52. So New 52 was maybe five, maybe six years ago. So give your giving your a grace of understanding. But they they made Roy Harper a Green Lantern. Or Black Lantern, excuse me. And what was kind of cool is some of the avatars that his Black Lantern is, created were some of his old personas. And, like, that was the last page of, like, issue one. And that was very awesome. And my, I'm like, whoa, that's a just a great way. I, it doesn't even, we didn't, like, again, yeah, I'm not spoiling it in the sense of I don't know where this is going. I'm not telling you, like, what is this uh, portraying or, like, the idea of, like, what's the plan? But I just think that's a really cool idea that we're going to walk down that path of like, wow, Roy has had a fucked up past. Let's see what they're going to go with it. Because it's um, Infinite Frontier, the the main book, is written by Josh Williamson, which is the guy who's been, uh, honestly, he's like the last part of the, the DC authors that were there for. Uh, dc rebirth and was able to still keep a book going because like scott snyder was before with it like that was with rebirth and also new 52 and uh just the idea that there's still there's still a lot of names going on like i'm trying to say but joshua joshua williamson is definitely running the helm of infinite frontier and he does a really well job at just picking uh Cherry picking the things that happen through rebirth or even New Fifty Two ideas, and then keep the story going into their uh, conversations. Like in particular, he is do he does also the Flash series, and they just had a Flash annual, and he actually did a little correction in his Flash annual for a, a series that some fans were having trouble with about Heroes and Crisis with Wally West. And having issues with like him quote unquote allegedly murdering people, which then was fixed in the annual. And that's what I'm trying to say about Josh Joshua Williamson. He does a really good job at uh carrying the narrative and the ideas that other authors have done and then also has been correcting or pushing it forward. So I really respect him about that. And then also just more to shout out like there's been multiple artists in this because there's uh Multiple different little stories going on. Like, uh, they show Paul Pater, Jesus Mirno, and then, oh, boy. X-E-R-M-A-N-I-C-O as a penciler. Noram Ratmud and Jesus Mirno also. And also that, I'm just going to say, Zierm Messino is Inker's. You know and then just every there's a lot of a t- lot of people in this because it's the main storyline that pushes like the the DC Universe storyline forward but uh but more back to what I'm trying to say about reading it it seems very interesting it also I like uh it also involves right off the get-go for in particular about Flash uh before infinite frontier cause i'm trying to say it slow because i get all mumbly uh the multiverse was also known but only a select few new and there was like 52 worlds into this new infinite frontier it sounds like they've added a couple more earths whereas in what i'm going to say like there is now a earth zero i don't think it's earth prime but there's a earth zero and then there's also a new one called uh did i even say just prime that might have just but uh there is a long story short flash ran to an earth that it was basically at the end of infinite frontier issue zero where it shows a dark side is coming and then he is basically he ran and saw the 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 garments and like the ashes of the basically all the what would be the most powerful. Not gods, but spirits, like um, uh, like the specter, and like all those people, and people that are under like the Wonder Woman um, guidelines of gods. In some other storylines, they were they were basically zapped in and died from this new dark side, who was supposed to be the the purest form of dark side. All the dark sides prior to this have been technically been avatars of dark side and he's been so strong then they've always tried to understand that oh if they had the real dark side come out watch out and this is the storyline that's supposed to have a real dark side being coming but uh what back to what I'm trying to say is it's very interesting and I'm more saying it right here because it's been what <laughs> we already got 15 minutes of this shit talking uh just more if you guys were interested in the Infinite Frontier storyline, which this is normal, but it's going to be answers that are going to be at, like, these are some of the main questions the DOE, quote-unquote, have about the multiversal mysteries to be solved. They're trying to see what team is Oracle forming and why. So that's a part of, I'm not sure yet. What is Fear State? Fear State is the this summer's Batman Event with Scarecrow. So there's going to be, like, that's one of the questions that the main DC world wants to know. Why is Clark Kent leading a new version of The Authority? Spoilers. Issue one comes out this week, which is one of the hot picks. But uh, another one later this month is Will Jonathan Kent be able to fill his father's shoes as Superman? And can Wonder Woman escape the God's fear and return to Earth? Because since death metal. Diana Pierce has been basically in, like, a limbo or, like, you know, not in this world, trying to get her way back to this world since Death Metal. Uh, Which which hero is wearing a Black Lantern ring? Okay, we kind of, you know, there might be more. Has the fastest man alive outrun his past? So that part is Wally West, because now they have learned that uh, (laughs) they wally west is fast Barry on, but that's i digress that's a whole nother thing i'm just saying these questions that so i can bring you up to the next part i what i'm say. and then the eighth question is how is roy harper alive as i've tried to said roy has been dead multiple times because he's a heroin addict <laughs> but if you guys are interested to become a dc fan like me and want to re or yeah get into the Books that are coming that want to answer the infinite frontier questions, they have a list that shows like Aquaman, the Becoming, Batman's Run, Batman Fear State Alpha book is going to be talking about. There's going to be a Black Manta comic coming out. There's also the Blue and Gold, which is a a, a limited series of uh, cord Blue Beetle. So the oldest, like not the oldest, but one of the older Blue Beetles and Booster Gold story or book coming. The Catwoman series is going to have answers. The Green Lantern books are going to have answers. I Am Batman. I Am Batman is the the book line about Jace Fox, which is obviously the next Batman, the Black Batman. His his story is coming, and then we'll have questions and answers for this. Of course, the Infinite Frontier line. We're on issue two out of six. Uh, the Justice League, will, of course, will have its questions and answers on there. Nightwing will have answers. Robin, which is a great series from Josh will, Williamson. Robin. Shazam is getting a new book. Suicide Squad, which has been running with Peacekeeper right now, has been pretty interesting that they've been running it in an interesting way that Suicide Squad's past like five books have been like uh, co-books to other series. And it's been a great way of looking at it. Like, hey, these are just teams of misfits. Well, it's going to be, here's their side of the story of Titan Academy. And so it's really been really cool to notice. And also they're going to a fight Swamp Thing soon. But uh, Superman and like we talked about, they'll have, of course, their own answer. Superman, Son of Kal-El, which is obviously a Superboy becoming Superman. This one is kind of interesting that they're going to do this one. But uh, Task Force Z. It's a zombie book coming in October. And it's very interesting that uh, it's part of the infinite Frontier. But I think it's interesting they're doing another uh, zombie, quote-unquote, team up since they've done Deceased. And another one that's not on here. But, again, it's not on here. I just want to talk about it. They're having a fucking DC versus Vampire book coming that looks very wicked Of the idea of, like, why they're doing it. But back to this list. Teen Titan Academy, which has been a great run. The Flash... Obviously Josh Williamson runs it, so of course it's going to be talked about in it. And also Flash is one of the biggest characters of any crisis event. And then the Swamp Thing, Great Run, and then of course Wonder Woman. But yeah, just wanted to more say that about what I've been reading. And yeah, let's uh, get into uh, books. Or not books. The news. And uh, So this week in particular, we've had a couple delays. So, like, uh, Ghost Rider Tokyo has been delayed to next year, which uh, was kind of interesting. I have a list of games from GameStop that you can go pre-order. And Ghost Rider, this was a, uh, got this a month ago. I was just, just taking a peek at it before I record started recording. I'm like, huh, they don't even have Ghost Rider on this list. So, they must have known something that we didn't. But, uh, but yeah. some And then I saw that uh, Cyberpunk has finally returned to the PSN store, and this month they actually got um, the number one spot for download a game on the PSN store. And then for another little MPD stuff, June has become the first month for Xbox to basically had the most cash sold. You know, they got they they made the most money this month. They might have. I think I think Switches still gave them. The hot like, switches are still the number one console sold this month, but this is technically the biggest month for Microsoft in years. So, hey, all the Game Pass news and all this stuff must be still working. Uh, this also could be effects of, you know what I mean? Other things to it. This could be from uh, when somebody's three month subscriptions finally hit to a $15 mark. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot to it, but no, I'm not gonna give them shit because I was like, hey, um, I do have to give Microsoft's public relate or PR a pat on the back because they've definitely have been doing the the Lord's work with uh, that system and also like keeping people conversating just about gamepads and stuff. Uh, long story short, also uh, we are walking into the. 25th anniversary of Persona, and starting in September, going to 2022 September, there will be random announcements for up to seven new Persona games. And so we're, I'm assuming Persona Six. We'll even, we'll call them out right now. We're gonna, we'll try to get as close to seven as we can. Persona Six, Persona dance a, a dancing Persona game. There will be a Persona. Uh, Nintendo handheld like a Persona Q in my eyes. There will be... uh, I wonder if they're going to count... No, that's Shingma Tensei. Uh, I bet we're going to see Persona 3 Remastered. I think we're going to get... What's another Persona style game? I think we're going to get a Persona... Another arena fighting game and then that's five i think that's a good run for me to pick we'll give we'll keep them and uh, two mobile games there seven there'll be two persona mobile games be announced within this next year book it on episode 51 of cousin cecil show on the year anniversary of the cousins show i'm telling you the next year of persona announcements there boom and then uh like i see that uh two other quick ones before we get into the steam deck uh, like kojima doesn't like gets called like doesn't like the director's cut being called director's cut he would prefer it to be like director's plus which I, I that actually sounds a lot better than director's cut because of the taintedness of director's cuts to my my ears anymore but uh and then also Xbox controllers p- could be getting dual scent features sooner than later or the idea that the option is on the table that Phil Spencer did say on the kind of funny podcast, which did a whole fucking news run because of the, him being on and you know, congratulates to them to get the get the big dog on there to talk. So hey, I'm glad that they actually got some news or some information possibly out. So I mean for should I think yes. I think definitely um Xbox should definitely uh innovate their controller. They haven't really innovate their controller in a functionality wise ever since 360. They of course they added a share button for this generation but that's that was, you know, that's very minimalistic compared to uh even even if you want to say like boost up a rumble or like a, uh What's the word? They did have, uh, I'll give them that. They did have the triggers that actually had some, uh, uh, what's the word? Haptic feedback prior, but I don't think it ever went as the same distance as, of course, a sense because obviously they started it, PlayStation def- redefined it, but then hopefully Microsoft will come back and redefine it for their car- their party also ecosystem so but yeah and then uh oh yeah there's been actually one more thing the steam deck thing really surprised me i think that's why i keep on mumbling about it but there's another story is that netflix has said hey in 2022 we are adding video games to our service wow uh look out stadia if stadia wasn't dead already uh go put a bullet in the back of its head right now because netflix even if netflix flops netflix has the obviously the the talking circle and the people around them that will uh, definitely blow it out of the water for no reason they also picked up uh an XEA ea x face i want to say x facebook um uh, director to help him with this story or that story, this mission. And then also one more crazier thing is there has been some data miners that has apparently seen something in the data of Netflix that looks like it pertains to there might be a possible PlayStation deal With some games. And like people have been showing Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm assuming Ghost of Tsushima. Is in the data mining. To look like it might be coming to Netflix. Which is definitely. Whoa. And crazy in my opinion. Uh, I know Ghost of Tsushima was good. But like. I can't believe how much they've been carrying. Some of these newer titles. Trying to get them into these like. Not even like fan favorite because they like their fan base like me, I love it already. But the idea that they're pushing these things to become like household names, in the sense of like just casual people who understand. Oh, I've heard of Godzilla never played it, but also it's it's everywhere. It's on. Uh, I don't think it's on PC port yet. Well, the idea of like, oh yeah, it's on my Netflix. It's on this. I think it's really interesting to do. I don't know if Netflix also um, these these terms that they were talking about are so new. When I was I was gonna say like, so can we like sh- like Netflix on phones? Is it like an xCloud Cloud idea? Like, are we able to play a game on our phone through Netflix? Only time will tell, and uh, is definitely something interesting. I think it's also a weird. Uh, if PlayStation is putting money into Netflix, it is definitely, in my opinion, uh, it, ain't no, it ain't no strong punch. It's like a two-finger jab at uh, Xbox chess about uh, cloud gaming, in my opinion. Only time will tell, but I think it's very interesting to have uh, this going on. And might like go on like that, but like the idea of like Netflix is getting into video games in that weird sense, it's kind of crazy. I know Sony has some movie deals with them right now. I don't know if this is part of their like underlining like contracts they've also agreed on. That's where the data mine comes from. But yeah, um, if anybody wants to ever tweet at Mike Fowler 93 about this cuz I think it's very interesting. I never got I never brought it up anywhere because you know, who cares? But anyone wants to talk to me and like tell their thoughts on this. Please shout out to me. That'd be really cool. Now. Uh this is definitely the the biggest surprise of this year out of nowhere. Uh, and, then, and perfect timing with the idea of like how we talked last week with Delvin. Um, I think Nintendo is definitely shitting their bed by making this new model. They made a whole craze and they're not. I don't even say, I don't want to keep hitting that Switch Pro drum, but the idea of. I don't think this is what they should be talking about with their customers. I think they should just, you know, whatever, but. Valve this week came and introduced us to the new Steam Deck, which is going to be a it's basically a handheld computer that can play. Um, long story short, I'm not that good at uh, knowing all the specs, but I do know some layman's terms I heard today or through this and this, but they have its own seven inch touchscreen device with two joysticks of course the buttons uh there'll be two touchpads. there's touch pads on the screen but also there's two these little sensitive like remember the steam controller where they didn't have like real joysticks they kind of had these rubbing <laughs> rubber spots these two so you have a little bit more precise feels more like a mouse and keyboard-esque feel uh i think i believe i just said the screen seven inches so it's kind of going into the same the ballpark as the new OLED switched, of course, not OLED, but uh, the the real kit and caboodle compared to this, other, compared to the Switch, is this also does 720p, but it has enough it it has enough for console terms. It has basically two teraflops of power, and that goes you into above a PlayStation 4 Pro of power. So, it can do modern, current-gen games. And it also contains the PC specs, so it can run a RDNA 2. So, you can have ray tracing and probably better-looking shadows compared to the the fucking Nintendo. But the idea of... It also can do a, it's not like, of course, the same dock system as Nintendo, but it does do a dock situation where you can plug it into a monitor and that can run itself on like a little PC. And you can, um, it runs a little a Linux and a, a, a modern, not modern, but its own Steam software on there. And they said you can also, you can mod it. You can put other shit on this Steam Deck. And I definitely think uh, the Steam Deck is definitely giving me the most feelings to ever become like a quote-unquote PC gamer because I want to just be a this handheld guy because it looks really cool. Uh, some people didn't like the design at first, but I loved it at the beginning because it has the joysticks are kind of like a – they're on the op, both on the opposite sides of the screen, but they're on the same – line like plane of line so it looks like a playstation dual like straight line of sticks and uh um, but it is running like the specs are so that you can have a 723 720p quality of a uh, graphic but a very high rate of frames still and like the apparently it start and this is the kicker so the Switch just came out. OLED model came out for $350. For 50 more dollars, you can get a Steam Deck with 64 gigs of internal storage, which is uh roughly, I want to say it's the same as the new OLED model, internal storage. And you'll have technically a way more powerful handheld, something that actually has way better sales of like you know for sales of like you know you can get like they were highlighting control so you could play control you know control on pc is because you run it off the steam steam has summer sales there'll be discounts off the wazoo i'm not trying to say it like that for pirates right now but the idea of you can probably put an emulator on here you can run switch games on this fucking thing and you'll have a better switch than a real nintendo switch um and then there are three different options. So we said the, the lowest model is $400 for 64 gigs. And in between the three base lines of what I'm going to say, uh, none of these have any in game differences of frame rates or graphic quality between the three models. But there are, the, if you go up to the middle tier one, is $529. So that's $129 more. Than the base quote-unquote base model um, but you get 256 gigs of internal storage and it's a ssd at that um, that price and you also get a, uh the, the higher up you go the higher like you get some exclusive steam community profile bundles um but they all come with carrying cases so i don't want to say like that but you get faster storage from the $529 one, or you can go all the way up to $650 for 512 gigabytes of SSD. I'm not saying this is going to be the same speeds as a PS5 because that's definitely a different setup and how consoles are different compared to... This is a full-blown, like, PC inside a handheld idea. Uh, The one thing that uh, makes you kind of interested is... Of course the SSD, but the six hundred fifty one also comes with like this this special anti-glare glass for the screen. But nobody who has been talking about the Steam Deck has been like going like this. Oh, you guys should you should definitely go to the six hundred fifty dollar one. So I don't know what that pertails of like, oh yeah, the 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 you need to get the anti glare glass shit. I'm just saying the things that they show in their specs of like perks. And then uh, the, also the Ken Kabuto for this whole thing. All the models also can can carry. You can put SS or SD uh, chips, not chips, SD cards in it for more inter for more storage. You know, SD cards are definitely very affordable. And I ain't gonna lie, this is like I said. I'm saying right now. This is probably the closest I've ever thought of becoming a quote-unquote, a, a PC gamer. When I say that, I mean, like, I'm going to have a Steam account. That'll be my new, like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm playing on Steam <laughs> on a handheld. Uh, it is definitely 400 bucks for even, just go. let's go down the bottom, 400 bucks for a PS4 Pro handheld is very tantalizing. It is very uh, definitely a big conversation starter for like, hey, um, this could be, this could be the thing that pushes Nintendo, which who, who would have thought with you have PlayStation, you have Xbox, moving the fucking wheel, down a whole football field of innovation, in the sense of how I word it, uh, to your customers of how you should maybe run it, because they go very close to a PC. In some stuff, not everything, of course. Like let's backtrack how I said, but because down the, because also I want to say Nintendo is very innovative. They've also the reason why we have motion, like uh, they are the reason why we have a motion censored controller as like um, innovated because of them not saying they did the first thing but they're the reason why like yeah we're going to do something cool so someone else made a better version or whatever blah 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 but Nintendo has been definitely been told for years oh they've been being their own drum like this whatever but there are so many for I, for, this is me assuming shit. For every die-hard Nintendo fan, there should be probably two ex-Nintendo fans that still like this, like them, but the idea that they still understand the bullshit they do, like sixty-dollar remasters of games that, um, because they have the Nintendo logo, they are automatically have to be sixty. Some of these quality of the games should just be only maybe, you know, $40, $50 games. But because they were Nintendo, 60 bucks, no one bats an eye, they, or they do the, my favorite, You'll bitch about it, and they still pre-order it on, on every system, or on the system. Um, what I'm trying to say is, so, people were very upset about the OLED screen. Announcement. And there are still a lot of people that I know pre-ordered it. I want to know how many people grabbed their pre-order, canceled it, and added 50 more dollars and got the Steam Deck. Because the Steam Deck has definitely now opened my eyes for, uh, you know, handheld gaming might be back in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like, uh... And I, I am not tech savvy. I bear, you know, this, this podcast is running on two hamsters on rubber bands of how a computer should be working. But the idea of like, could you imagine like if I could figure out an emulator for a steam deck, plus also have steam and also, you know what I mean? And like even sounds dumb, but like you can probably add the Epic game store somewhere down the road onto a steam deck that, uh, You'll have those free games and all that shit. I think this is definitely... Uh, I think this is a real competitor to be reckoned with for even Nintendo. Maybe not... Uh, how would I word it? Uh, there's, a, there's a big conversation people think of like... You know, PCs are never on those MPD charts. But also I don't think they're been... I don't even think they're really registered onto MPD charts. But if, if Steam Deck... Comes out, I think this will be the first. That well, probably ain't the first, so I'll crack out. This will be the most recent PC centric thing to probably hit the N- uh, NPD for a month. What I say is, it still going to be like, would it be the console in system cells in a month? Maybe not, because I don't know if Steam Deck's going to be like at Walmart. I don't think it's going to be at Tart. you know what I mean? it could be. I'm not I'm not saying I I know. But I could see it it I bet my Steam Deck will be on a constant MPD. It comes out starting 2022. Sometimes some of these pre-orders I heard like you could you could have pre-order and they're going to start shipping them out in the holiday, but you might not get them till early 2022. So, but I could see a Steam Deck all the systems Maybe be a consistent, we'll give it, I want to give it a consistent five months at like fourth or fifth place in selling. Well, I because I don't know what's exactly everything on the MPD. So I want to say it's going to be almost four months of maybe a hundred thousand differential from the next thing above it. I'm not going to say it like so like okay let's say the switch still doesn't have doesn't remove steam off of like this doesn't ruin their thing so they keep hitting number 1. So that's let's say we'll make fake numbers. Let's say oh in in next next January switch still sold a million systems. Uh it, number 2 I was like PS5 for uh 900,000 for a fake number xbox was uh <laughs> we'll we'll make it a tie nine hundred thousand also, but I want to say there will be four months of steam deck eight hundred thousand. you know what I'm saying that idea I'm thinking it's gonna be very fucking close now uh if people understand what this is because they made it so simple in my eyes. this is me as a non computer guy. hey, how would you like a Handheld, with a store that gives you free free online play, gives you probably the best deals out there for any system of games, and uh, how would you like to be able to customize it, and also, majority of the games that are coming out, they don't get, you're not locked into an exclusivity on PC, so... Hey, you're ups, you got PlayStation, you're upset that Xbox got Bethesda? Hey, Bethesda, you can play Bethesda on this thing. Hey, uh sounds dumb how I'm going to say it, but this is very crazy, the idea I'm going to say. Hey, Xbox, you didn't play PlayStation, and you think Horizon Zero Dawn, the old one, looks good? It's on Steam. How would you like to play a handheld Horizon Zero Dawn? Apparently, on the 7-inch monitor, like I said, it's 2, tera, two teraflops strength. But, the pic, like, however the pixel density or that shit works because it's on such a small screen, it says apparently it has the same graphical pixelation power as, like, the Xbox Series X, like the most current-gen system. So, the idea I'm trying to say is uh, this is going to, I think this is going to be big. I think it's going to be bigger than what people are expecting. I think it's going to be something I th- I hopefully it is also uh competition for Nintendo. Cuz I think Nintendo has the most room for improvement and I also think if Steam Deck does so well, I hope <laughs> I hope PlayStation thinks about doing another handheld because they were they were ahead of their time in some some spots. They had the old first. They had you know the idea of making games. You just need you know the, the price is about that timing. If you get you know now if if someone we bought a you could buy a PlayStation Vita back in the day with roughly I'm not going to say it's like PS3 power, but the idea of like that ballpark for 300 bucks for 100 bucks more now you can get up to a PS4 Pro. Get the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? That would be huge. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's what my thoughts on it. I think it's kind of crazy, and I'm definitely I'm going to be looking into. I know the Steam Deck reservations are definitely probably sold out, so I'm definitely going to just be waiting till next year when they come out and just be looking around if I can find. I think I'll be. I'm you know I like to get the that middle tier one. 200-whatever, I think I said fifteen gigabytes. But the idea of, like, get that first bottom dollar of SSD into a handheld. And you know what's crazy I was thinking, too, before we leave on this, is I wonder if they will be smart and they say, hey, in two years, your Steam Deck, we can also, we'll get you, uh, you can buy parts for it. So you want to put a new... Uh, because I'm using words now for PC. You want to put a new graphics card in there? All right, it's 200 bucks. You know, cuz it's it's that idea that you're making you're buying this the minimalized like laptop style size shit. But the I, I digress. Hey, you want a Steam Deck that does still 2 years from now next gen console uh games for 200 bucks you can get a new graphics card, which is normal for PC gamers. So I'm not trying to say it like as a way to out like i'm out like i'm not gonna do that shit no more idea for people who are brand new to pc because it's normal i think that'd be really cool if they do go down that road they don't just make it and say here's the model you're stuck at two teraflops how about in two years like hey we'll add another teraflop that'd be kind of cool but yeah wow that's definitely been that was definitely the biggest part of this week's conversation in my eyes. That Steam Deck definitely caught my eye. And then, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And this week's hot picks are... Uh, music is going to be from um, the late and great uh, Pop Smoke. Featuring 21 Savage and 42 Dugs. About a million. I uh, didn't know that... Was, well, I did know. His album was dropping this week. <laughs> be piss a-pecking. But... Uh, and then for um, movies, uh, I don't want to say Fear Street Part 3, but I ain't going to do that. We'll do Lance uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. It seemed interesting. I didn't get to finish it yet because I just I get weird. I start focusing on my phone and not the TV. But for uh, comics, like we always do. Here's all the number ones coming out this week. Oh shit, I forgot to even to mention. I've read my first and bought my first Marvel comics in about seven years. I bought I am buying the Extreme Carnage run of like this small though summer event. And we've obviously discussed on the show Extreme Carnage was out two, two weeks ago. And then the Issue 1 of Scream, which is Part 2, is out. But that's what we're going to do. We're start this week's hot pick for Marvel. It's going to be the, I don't even know how to say it, Fage P-H-A-G, Issue 1, which is Part 3 of the Extreme Carnage. And Moon Knight is Issue 1, comes out this Wednesday. And I ain't going to lie, I already got the, I, I bought it. It's It's coming in the mail. But I uh, wanted more To touch base about Marvel And uh, The extreme carnage stuff Seems very interesting For a person who has learned Maybe like water cooler Conversations about the King in Black And Donny Cates' Venom run But not know the whole story And I know that Absolute carnage Like And like (sighs) Like, the idea is, like, Carnage has been gone since people call it the Isle of Venom and all that shit. Or, like, how there was a, a like, you know, Extreme Carnage shows how there was, like, a, a Carnage shark and all this shit. It shows how it happened. But I do like it because it's just the idea. It's it's literally a horror movie where all the uh, symbiotes, symbiotes uh, are obviously all hive mind. So they have a haunting ghost talking to them in their heads, of Carnage going. Like even having like his own like little like heartbeat that makes everyone know it's Carnage and all this shit. But it's been very interesting, and I'm just looking forward to it more. It seems very fun, and also it's not so. Uh, it's not really in the depths of Marvel Universal. It feels pretty easy to jump into and get into re Besides, you just have to know some. Uh, venomized stuff. But yeah, that's from Marvel. Image is a uh, mom, mother of madness. And this one, I've it's issue one, but also I've been trying to get into it or wanted to, you know, talk to somebody through it. But it is a book, Or a comic book written by Amelia C- Clark, mother of dragons. Uh, girl with funny, very, uh charismatic eyebrows when she does acting but yeah yeah that's from image dc of like we said blue and gold issue one shazam issue one and superman and the authority issue one so definitely these are three out of the what 10 books i just said or 12 books that are about infinite frontier is good issue ones to get into and then uh from boom dark blood issue one and then I don't remember who's pushing this out, but Trailer Park Boys is getting their own comic book. An issue one comes out this week. And, uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, of course, please follow me on Twitter at MikeFaller93. Please also share the, the show with a friend. And like I said, if you want to even just to say, hey, uh, congrats on one year of the Cousin's Heels show, Please tweet it at me. I really appreciate to see it. But Yeah. Until next time, be good to each other. And I'll see you next week. Hopefully. Uh, peace.